Welcome to the Black Sheep Podcast. This isn't just any podcast. No, this is a movement. Join the movement of hustlers, dream chasers, and entrepreneurs that refuse to believe something can't be done and will break the rules of the norm to do it. In a world full of followers, you have permission to jump the fence and live life by your own rules. For more information, you can follow us online at The Black Sheep Project. Now, here is your host, the black sheep himself, Gary Lamb. What's up, guys? Wanted to jump on here real quick. It seems like for whatever reason, I have been getting a lot of messages lately, a lot of emails lately, a lot of direct messages, a lot of phone calls, even a lot of text messages from people who are stepping out. They're jumping the fence. They're chasing their dreams. They're going after the life they always knew existed for them, and yet they're meeting resistance from people. They're meeting criticism when they expected encouragement, when they expected people to be excited about it, when they expected people to rally around them, when they expected at a minimum people just to be neutral and not really have an opinion on what they're doing. What they're actually finding is most people only want to criticize what they're doing. They criticize the idea of what they're doing. They criticize how they're going about implementing the idea. They criticize the fact that they think they can complete the idea. They're questioning everything that they do, whether it's stepping out and quitting their job, whether it's how it's going to affect their family, whether or not they believe it can actually happen. They're they're going into all these reasons and telling everyone instead of, man, we're rooting for you and we believe in you. Hey, here's why this idea is stupid. Here's why this idea won't work. Here's how you really ought to do the idea. Hey, even though I've never done anything, you're going about this wrong. And the question becomes, how do you deal with criticism? Well, first of all, you have to understand where criticism comes from. Criticism comes from people who do not have the testicular fortitude to step out and chase their dreams. Criticism comes from miserable people. Misery loves company. Criticism comes from people who are losing at life. They're losing in their career. They're losing in their finances. They're losing in their marriage. They're losing in their relationships. They're losing in their purpose. And because they're losing, they can't stand it. And it's hard for us to fathom this. It's hard to understand that people live like this. But because they're losing, they can't stand the idea of you winning. Because you winning reminds them that they're losing because you're stepping out and you're taking a risk because you're jumping the fence. It's reminding them that they're still caught up in the pasture because you're living that black sheep life. It reminds them that they're just a sheep like everyone else and they're blending in with everyone else and life is passing them by and they're not fulfilling that purpose and make no mistake about it. They have a purpose in their life. They have a calling in their life. They have something that at one time or another was birthed inside of them and they knew they were supposed to jump the fence and chase that dream and for whatever reason they didn't but damn rest assured they're going to criticize you for doing it the fact that you're stepping out and doing it reminds them that they didn't do it the fact that you're willing to take a risk reminds them that they're not willing to take a risk the fact that you're willing to lay it all on the line reminds them that they're not willing to lay it all on the line 
The fact that, that you're willing to go out and be dangerous reminds them that they're living a life of safety. And I have dealt with criticism pretty much my entire adult life and everything that I set out to do. Probably the first endeavor that I set out to do was a teenager. I went out and started a a baseball card shop. I I know that sounds crazy. Who criticizes a baseball card shop? You'd be shocked how many people criticized it. Other parents criticized it because they thought, man, he just needs to go get a little part-time job at the grocery store and work a few hours a week like most teenagers. My friends criticized it because they couldn't stand that I was making more money than they were. That they couldn't understand that I couldn't go out and do some of the stuff they did during the day because I was too busy building something that was providing for me pretty substantially during my teenage years. As an adult, the first thing I ever did was I stepped out and I started a church. I started a outside-the-box church in the, in the buckle of the Bible Belt in North Georgia, close to the mountains, in, in the area that at that time, 17, 18, 20 years ago, was just filled with traditional, fundamental, old-school churches on every street corner. We came to town and we started a church for those that don't do church. And that doesn't make a lot of sense. Matter of fact, starting a church for those that don't do church is about like starting a steakhouse for vegetarians to to the to the common sense person. It doesn't make sense. The business model doesn't make sense. But we knew we had a purpose in us and we knew that's what we were going to do. And you think people would be excited, especially those of faith, but they weren't excited. Because something different had come along. We were breaking their norms and we were breaking their traditions and we were breaking and disrupting the way things had always been. And I remember we actually had church services where other churches came and picketed and boycotted our services. They would stand outside while we were having service and protest the way we were having service. They couldn't hear the message and realized the message was the message of the Bible because they were so caught up with the methods. And, and right about the time I started that church was right about when social media was taking off and blogs were huge at that time. And I had a blog that kind of gave a behind-the-scenes look. It was called Mad Babble from a Church Planner. And, and it was one of the most influential blogs in all of evangelic Christianity at the time. I remember a magazine called Outreach Magazine listed it as one of the top 10 blogs uh, among pastors. And, and I was raw and I was unedited and I was uncensored and I would talk about things that no other pastor would talk about. And I, and I wasn't afraid to be real during that time. And I remember Twitter was just starting at that time. And I had a very influential Twitter account at that time that people came and read from all over the place. But here was the problem. Anytime that you're online and you give a platform and you're doing something different, people will come and learn from you, but people will also only come to read what you're writing so they can criticize how you're going about doing it. And most of the time, it's those that are doing nothing will come along and criticize those that are doing something. R, 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 don't miss this. Those who want to do something, but haven't stepped out to do something, but they've read all about doing something and they've went to all the conferences on doing something and they've listened to all the podcasts about doing something and they have a theory on how it should be done, though they've never done, will come along and criticize you for the way you're doing it because they have a theory in their head instead of a practicality of actually doing it. And so when we started those blogs and we started those Twitters, man, it blew up the criticism. It wasn't just local criticism. It was national criticism. People came from all over and they would criticize everything 
thing that we do because along with our blog, there was also all these watchdog blogs that we called them. And they would go in and they would write article after article after article of why the modern church movement was irrelevant and why it was unbiblical. And, and people like me were wrong and we were worshiping the devil and we were bringing the world into the church. And, and it was just constant attacks. And then I, then I left the church or I lost the church. That's another story for another day. And I went into the business world and, and I went into business in areas that had been um, traditional. They had been done always the same way, but I needed to stand out in those areas. And so I went about it a different way. And obviously we were criticized for that. People would attack us for that. And early on when I was doing this, I felt the need to respond to every critic. I would get on Twitter and respond to every critic. I would get in the comments of the blog and I would argue with people in the blog section or the comment section of my blog, if you will. And and what I learned was those people wanted me to do that. They wanted me to argue with them. They wanted me to attack them. They wanted me to try to justify or defend myself because they had nothing better to do with their time but argue. They had nothing better to do than critique. They had nothing better to do than tear down because anybody can tear something down. Let me let you in a little secret about me. I don't know how to fix anything construction wise. I don't know how to build anything construction wise, but I am a bad ass mofo when it comes to demolition. You give me a sledgehammer and I can tear something down, but I don't know how to build something up. And that's the way so many people are when it comes to your dream. They don't know how to build up your dream, but they know how to tear down your dream. And they love that they can engage you in the process because here's the deal. There's nothing you can say. There's nothing you can do. There's nothing that can be utter to those people that will convince them that their view is not accurate of you. You're not going to convince them that they're wrong and that you're actually going about something in a successful way, that you're going about something in a risk-taking way, that you're going about something that there is potential in it. All they're going to see is how you're doing it and why they can tear you down. And they literally get a hard on, if you will, when you begin to engage with them. So here's what I did. I used to engage with everybody. I used to then might post about the people who would criticize me. I would tweet out about the people who would criticize me because I was looking for affirmation. So what I would do is I would put the blog post out there, the Twitter post out there, and then all the people who supported me would come along and rally and it would feed my ego because I lived and died by the fans and I lived and died by the foes. I lived and died by the praise and I lived and died by the criticism. And so, man, if someone criticized me one day, I would be in a funk. But if someone praised me, I was great. So what I would do is my my defense mechanism in that was I would take all the criticism and I would flip it around on them and expose them where those who were rallied around me would come along. And and then I realized that that wasn't fruitful. I I realized that you can't live by the praise and you can't live by the criticism. You you can't live by what the fans say and you can't live by what the foes say because foes sometimes become fans, but a lot of times fans become foes, especially when you're not doing what they want you to do. And so you can be on this roller coaster of life. Life, listening to the applause and listening to the jeers. So what I did then is I went to the other extreme. Instead of fighting all the criticism and responding to all the criticism, I got to a stage in my life where I ignored all the criticism. And you say, well, that sounds great. That sounds healthy. No, it's not. I would ignore everything. I would ignore criticism or critiques, even from people who cared about me, even from people who wanted to see the best in me, even the people who who believed in what I was doing 
but they might've saw a different way I could go about it. Or they might've been ahead of me in the journey and realized I was going down a wrong road. And so what would happen is, is I would then, I moved from arguing with all the criticism and acknowledging all the criticism to totally ignoring criticism. I didn't read it. I didn't let anybody bring it to me. I I ignored it when I did see it. And and so what happened is when I began to ignore that criticism in my life, I I, I began to get um, stagnant, if you will. I quit growing because it's in the criticism that you do grow. It is in the feedback that you do grow. The key is, is you've got to learn what criticism to listen to got to learn what critiques to listen to. You've got to learn what negative feedback and negative feedback is not always necessarily negative. Sometimes negative feedback turns into positive feedback. If you take the negative feedback and you grow and you learn from it, but the balance for us black sheep, the balance for us entrepreneurs, the balance for us alphas, the the balance for us leaders, the balance for us that are so laser focused that we are drudged straight ahead, stop straight ahead, march straight ahead, no matter what is, is we've got to learn what criticism to listen to because we can go to either extreme. We can go and always can tell where someone is at in their entrepreneurial journey or their visionary journey or their leadership journey because those who respond to all the criticism and feel the need to engage with all the criticism are very new in the leadership stage. They think they're making a difference, but they're not. And then I can tell those that have got a couple of years in because they're ignoring all the criticism and they've grown stagnant. Their success has become stagnant. Their finances have become stagnant. Their speech has become stagnant. Their relationships have become stagnant. Their their calling, their speaking, whatever it is, has become stagnant because there is no iron sharpens iron to quote the Proverbs in their life. There's no one coming alongside of them and saying, man, I love you. I believe in you. I know you. And here's how... I feel like you can improve. So we go to each extreme. So what I had to do as I matured and as I began to hit the stage in my life where I lost everything, and I believe one of the reasons that I did lose everything in life is because I hit that point of ignoring criticism. So when people in my life cared enough about me to come to me and tell me I was heading down a wrong path, my ego, my ignoring them, my blocking them out would not allow me to receive what they were saying. I didn't listen to what they were saying. They were coming to me with warning signs and I was ignoring those warning signs. The flashing lights were flashing. You're about to implode. But instead, I had went to the other extreme because that's what we do. We go to one extreme, the other. Respond to all the criticism, listen to all the criticism, respond to none of the criticism. But criticism is some of the most valuable things that you can do or you can receive as an entrepreneur. In other words, criticism is some of the most valuable thing that you can receive in your relationships, in your marriage, in, in your, your parenting. Having people come alongside of you and be willing to come along and critique and give feedback, even if that feedback is negative on what you're doing. So the key is, as I matured and as I lost everything and as I examined my life and as I realized, man, I have got to learn how not to be extreme. Instead, stay in the middle of the road. I've got these guardrails up. How do I stay in the road? I begin to learn the value of criticism. Don't miss this. Don't miss this. When it's the right criticism. When it's coming from the right people, when it's coming with the right heart, because here's the deal, criticism or critiquing or you want to see me become better benefits me. Criticism or critiquing that simply wants to tear me down and build you up doesn't help me. 
So I had to put some parameters in place to learn whose criticism I listen to because now I'm back in a stage in my life where I'm as public and I'm as as vocal as ever. I'm on different platforms. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. Um, I'm on Twitter. I have all these things. I, I, I'm putting out the podcast and all these people now have access to me to pour into my life positively and negatively. And so how do I bring about balance and learning which voices to listen to? I, I've learned some key areas. Every bit of criticism that comes in my life has to fall under the heading of three criteria. It has to come from somebody who fits this criteria. And the first thing, and it sounds so simple, is do you know me? Number one, do you know me? If you don't know me, then I'm not going to listen to the criticism that you have for my life. Because if you don't know me, you don't know my heart in situations. If you don't know me, you don't know my purpose in situations. If you don't know me, you don't know the why behind the what in my life. You don't know that um, all you see is the highlights on social media. You don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see the struggle. You don't see the battle. You don't see the debates. You don't see the counsel that I'm receiving. You don't understand the why because you don't know me. So if you don't know me, you don't get to critique me. If you don't know who I am and what I stand for and what I'm about then you don't get to pour back into my life positively or negatively. You might see something or hear something, or I might even do something to you that you don't approve of because I'm not perfect and I fuck up all the time. But when you don't know me, you don't know that my heart wasn't to do that. You don't know the why behind my events. You don't know what gets me out of bed in the morning. You don't know that I'm motivated by certain things and not what you think I'm motivated by. So do you know me? If you do not know me, I'm not listening. I'm not listening to the praise and I'm not listening to the criticism. Do you know me? The second thing, though, you got to fall in this category because it's not just enough to know me because there's some people who know me but don't want the best for me. So the second thing I always ask when I'm critiquing or excuse me, when I'm evaluating the critiquing that is happening in my life or the feedback that is happening in my life or the criticism that is happening in my life is do you know me? Number one, number two, and this order is so important. Do you love me? You can know me and not love me. And I'm not talking about there's the, 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 the word love is very limited in our English language. It's the same word we use for our spouse that we use for I love pizza. But but in the original languages, it was such a more valuable, more depth word. There was Eros love. There was that passionate love. But there was agape love, that friendship love. Do you have that at least at a minimum? Do you have that agape love for me, that friendship love for me? Do you do you love me enough to want to see the best for me? Do you love me enough that you want to see me win in life? Do you love me enough that you want to see me successful in life? So you have to know me because you can't love me unless you know me. But once you know me, it can stop at knowing me. I need you to go to the next level. Not only do you know me, but because you know me, you love me. And because you love me, you want what's best for me. Because you love me, you want me to succeed. Because you love me, you want me to win. Because you you love me, you want to see me live out the purpose and the calling and the champion mentality that I have in my life. So do you know me? 
Do you love me? And, and, and again, the order's so key here. Lastly, do you believe in me? And, and I think that's so important. You say, why isn't that second? Because here's the you can love me. You can know me. But you cannot believe in certain aspects of my life. You cannot believe in certain visions of my life. You cannot believe in certain purposes and callings in my life. I have family members who don't agree with some of my calling. They know me. They love me, but they don't believe in me in certain areas of my life. So if you don't believe in me in those areas of my life, why am I going to listen to the criticism that comes from you in those areas? Because you don't believe I'm called to do that anyway. You don't believe I'm equipped to do that anyway. You don't believe that I have what it takes to do that. So do you know me? Do you love me? Do you believe in me? When you believe in me, you believe that I am the man to do what I tell you that I am going to do. When I stand up and I tell you I'm stepping out, when I stand up and I tell you I have a vision, you can look and say, man, I don't understand it all. And I see some holes in that, but man, I know him and I love him. And God, I believe in him. I believe he's the purpose person to make that happen. I, I believe in what he's doing. And so when you meet those three criteria in my life, do you know me? Do you love me? Do you believe in me? Now I have grown and matured to the point in my life where now I am opening to listen to what you have to say. That doesn't make it always easy. My ego still gets in the way. My pride still gets in the way. My, my um, cockiness still gets in the way. But I have I've been able to step back, look at the criticism, look what it says, and say, this person knows me, this person loves me, this person believes in me, and because they know me, and because they love me, and because they believe in me, they want what is best for me. They want to see me succeed. They're not criticizing to tear down. They're criticizing in hopes of building me back up. They're criticizing in hopes of seeing the best in me. So here's the deal. When you step out, when you jump the fence, when you decide, man, I'm going to be the black sheep and I'm doing what nobody else is willing to do, you need to get ready for criticism. Matter of fact, if you're not being criticized by somebody or somebody along the way, you probably don't have a big enough vision. You don't have a compelling enough vision. If you're not being criticized, that doesn't mean people are getting on social media. Tech. It could be a family member who simply just is criticizing by not believing in you. But when you're not being criticized or having people question your way of doing things, then you just have a lackluster, lukewarm vision that doesn't even move people to have an opinion about it. But when they criticize you, when they criticize you, you've got to make sure that you don't go to the standpoint or the extreme where you're acknowledging it all and you're fighting with everyone because what a distraction. You're so busy arguing with the critics that you don't have time to do what you're called to do, but you also got to make sure you don't swing the other way and that you're ignoring it completely. You have to be open to receiving the criticism. You have to be open to even receiving the praise. And so you've got to come up with some criteria for your life on what it is and who gets to speak into your life. Everyone has not earned the right to speak into my life. And that could hurt people's feelings. It can sound like I'm better than people. It's not. It's speaking into my life when I know my calling is, a, is an honor that I give you. And I give you that by knowing that you know me, knowing that you love me, and knowing that you believe in me. And when you are at that stage in your life, when you are that person and you have that criteria, I have got to the stage that I can step back, breathe, receive the criticism, evaluate the criticism and see where the criticism needs to be applied in my life and where I can approve, where I can improve in those areas. So listen, criticism is par for the course. 
There's nothing you can do to avoid criticism, but you can totally be responsible for who you receive the criticism from, who you allow to pour into your life, who you allow to critique your life. So do you know me? Do you love me? Do you believe in me? And if the answer is yes to those three questions, then man, come at me all day long because I want to be the best at what I do. And I can't be the best if people aren't speaking truth into my life. Hey, thanks for dropping in. Man, I'm loving doing these podcasts. I'm loving the feedback I'm getting from you. I want you to go right now to wherever you're listening to this podcast and hit subscribe. If it gives you the option to leave a review, I'd be honored if you would leave a review and I'd be honored. The best way you can say thank you to me is by sharing this podcast on your social media platform where other people can come along and listen to what we have to say. Thank you again for tuning in. I'll see you real soon.